from the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries right here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee. This is Dr. Shelton Smith, and this is Making a Difference. Greetings, dear friends. Welcome to our broadcast today. We're delighted to have you along with us, and we look forward every day that it's possible for you to do so. Join us right here on this station at this hour, and we will share some good things with you from the Word of God. I'm glad to have you along today. And just to give a brief report, we finished up last night the National Sword of the Lord Conference here in Murfreesboro at the Sword of the Lord Auditorium. What a grand, blessed four days the Lord did give us. And I want to thank all of you. Many of you attended. Others of you were watching on live stream. And others of you were praying for us. And we appreciate all of that. Thank you for standing with us, for being a part of the National Sword of the Lord Conference this year. Now, let me just announce to you this coming Sunday, Lord willing, I will be the guest speaker at the Galilean Baptist Church in Cedar Hill, Texas. That's in the Dallas metropolitan area. And I'll be there for the 89th anniversary of that dear church. Dr. John R. Rice, who founded the Sword of the Lord, also founded that church in 1932. And it is going strong today. This is my third time to be with them for an anniversary service. And this one is the big 89th anniversary. That's at Galilean Baptist Church in Cedar Hill, Texas. I hope if you live in that part of the world that you'll be with us either Sunday morning or Sunday night this Lord's Day. Well, let's get right to our studies today. We've been digging into some issues built around three major ideas. Number one, the reality of God. Number two, the redemption of Christ. Number three, the record of God's Word. And I've said to you day after day here for several days that if you get those three things settled, the reality of God, God does exist. He is the omnipotent, all-powerful God. Secondly, the redemption of Christ. If you get that settled, Jesus did die on the cross. He arose from the grave. He paid our sin debt and purchased salvation for us. And if we will put our trust in him, he will save us and admit us to the family of God. And thirdly, the record of God's word. He did give us the Bible. It is inspired of the Holy Spirit of God, and it is God's inerrant, infallible Word, and you and I need to pay attention to it. Now, if we get those things settled, we discover in the Bible that there are a number of R words, words that begin with the letter R, that are really essential vocabulary for a Christian. And we've looked at a number of them, and I've got another little handful for you today. We've already looked at repentance, remission, regeneration, reservation, recovery, reconciliation, restoration, rest, rejoicing, readiness, and reproach. And that's where we finished up yesterday talking about reproach. And let me back up there for just a second to remind you that when you and I serve the Lord as we ought to serve Him, it will sometimes, oftentimes maybe, bring reproach. We identify with Christ, and when we do, we set aside our former worldly, carnal ways, and we take up our cross. That is, we determine to walk with the Savior, to walk as He walked, and to take orders from Him. And when we speak out like Christ would expect us to do and give our witness and our testimony, it doesn't always please those who hear. And that's why the Bible reminds us, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12. But the verse before it, the Apostle Paul reminds us that even though he had many such incidents of reproach, 
that the Lord delivered him out of every single one of them. And that's what you and I count on as well, to know that the Lord will see us through. And even if we're taking some punishment, taking some heat and hurt because of our testimony for Christ, nonetheless, he will see us through. Here's another little handful of words that I want you to get a hold of. I think these are essential vocabulary words for a Christian. This one, number 13 in my list here, is the word reverence. Psalm 89.7 says, God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. That word reverence is applied in the Bible to God. We learn in Hebrews chapter 12, the question is asked there, how is it if we reverence our earthly fathers, should we not much more so our heavenly father? Now, you and I take that verse, and I've kind of summarized it there, but it is the essence of it that we do pay much attention to our dad here on earth. And surely we should give the greatest respect, the greatest reverence to our Heavenly Father. And to back up to my principle number one on the reality of God, if you and I treat God like we ought to treat Him, we will revere Him. We will respect Him, and we will honor Him in every sense of the word. So this word reverence, it may not appear many times in the Bible, but it is there, and it does express something that needs to be very much a part of my life, my testimony, my thinking process, and yours. Word number 14 in this R list is the word revival. You may remember that famous verse in Psalm 85, 6, where the question is asked, "'Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee?' I'm also thinking about a verse in Habakkuk that's almost as famous, Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 2, where the prophet prayed, O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years make known in wrath, remember mercy. So that word revive appears right there when he says, O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. Well, you say, why do we need revival? Well, when carnality creeps in, I mean, when it gets into my life personally, into your life personally, or if it gets into our church family and becomes the dominant theme at the church house, where carnality is given a place and spirituality is pushed to the background. When that occurs, a revival is needed. When our zeal diminishes, when we no longer are excited about the things that we ought to be excited about in the Lord's work, it is diminished, then we need a revival. When joy is not evident, when you and I can just kind of go hum whole day after day and have no joy bubbling out of us, that's when we need revival. When your church is not a priority, when it no longer matters to you whether you go to church on Sunday or not, I'm just telling you, you need a revival. If you're born again, you need a revival. Prayer and Bible reading sometimes gets pushed aside, and if that becomes rare in your life or just kind of once in a while in your life, you need a revival. Your testimony becomes unclear, you need a revival. If you're not witnessing to folks right along the way, you need a revival. Folks, I'm just saying the Lord raised these questions in the Bible when he said that we need to be revived again. We need to have the stirring in the work of God, and God's work, God's name, God's emphasis needs to be on our lips in our life all along the way, and revival is a key to that. We need to learn that word revival and use it. Now, number 15 in my list is a word that expresses a concept. The word itself is not in the Bible, but the concept is there, and that's the word rapture. Now, the concept is built off of a Bible word, the word harpazo, which means to catch, to snatch, to take away. 
And we find that term in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 and verse 17, where we have that great passage on the second coming. The Bible says, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, talking about people who have died, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. And that's the word right there, that word harpazo. It means caught up, snatched, taken up, taken away. We'll be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Dear friends, that is our anticipation. It is a coming event. It will one of these days take place because it is a promise of God about which we can be very sure. So that word rapture ought to also be in your vocabulary. Here's another one. It's the word reward. Looking back at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 and following, it says... For other foundation can no man lay than is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive, here it is, a reward." Verse 15 says, If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So here we are at the Bema seat. The description of what happens there, it's about the giving of rewards, not the administering of punishment. Now, folks, we're not saved by works. We are saved because of the work of Christ, what he did to purchase salvation for us. We put our faith and trust in him. He saves us. We are not saved by works but we will be rewarded for our works once we are saved. We do not work to get to heaven. We work because we're going to heaven. We do not work to please the Lord and thus get him to do good for us, but we get saved. And then because we are saved, we want to please him and we want to serve him and we want to get to work. And it's with that in mind. Listen, I just remind you, it pays to serve the Lord. This Bible says there will be a reward for faithful service. In the last chapter of the Bible, Verse 12 of chapter 22 of Revelation says, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. So remember, you're not going to get in on the rewards unless you get in on the regeneration that we talked about earlier. You've got to be born again. You've got to be saved. Otherwise, there'll be no talk. There'll not even be any place for you at the beam of seat, but you'll be at that other judgment called the great white throne that Revelation 20 so aptly describes. So yes, it does pay to serve the Lord once you're saved. I like what the songwriter said. It pays to serve Jesus. It pays every day. It pays every step of the way. Now, one more word. And that's the word reunion. And that word, too, is not a Bible word, but the concept is there. In this First Thessalonians passage, if you just notice carefully in the reading, verse 17 says, Then we, talking about more than one person, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. That, too, is plural, more than one person, to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we, again the plural word, 
ever be with the Lord. It's just telling us that there are going to be people there, not just us, not just me, but there's going to be a lot of people there. And that concept of reunion, listen, the dead in Christ are going to rise first, and then those that are alive on the earth and in Christ are going to be caught up with the Lord, and there's going to be a great reunion there in the air and in heaven. And listen, I want you to know everybody is invited to that reunion. You can get yourself prepared now so that when the time comes, you'll be ready to go and you'll be in on the reunion. Now, if you wait till then, it's going to be too late. You can't just show up at the last minute and say, well, hey, the rapture's come and I want to get in on it. No, the fact is, if you're going to get in on the rapture, if you're going to get in on the judgment seat of Christ where the rewards are handed out, and if you're going to be a part of the good things that God has in mind for every last one of us, you're going to have to receive him as your Savior and let him birth you into his family and make that reservation for you in heaven that I've talked to you about several days now. So is there going to be a reunion? Yes, there's going to be a reunion. And the last chapter of the Bible, verse 17, says, The Spirit and the bride say, Come, let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. I'm just telling you, everybody is invited to the reunion. Everybody is invited to go to heaven. And if you don't have that settled, I hope that you'll get in touch with me and let me help you to get that settled in your life. Nothing would be more important in your entire life, more important than going to college, more important than making a big salary, more important than a lot of things, most things, every thing. The biggest thing in your life will be when you sign on by faith and receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. I'm telling you, this is so big, so great, you just don't need to miss out on it. And you ought to know that the invitation from God includes everybody. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. It's my joy to have been with you today. I hope you'll have a great weekend. Go to church on Sunday. I look forward to seeing you back here again Monday, right at this time on this station. And I trust in the meantime that you will get in touch. Let me know where you're listening from, what station you're hearing us on. We'll be delighted to hear from you. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box. 1099 Murfreesboro, Tennessee 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. It's been good to be with you today, and I trust that you'll join us again Monday. Until then, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day and a great weekend. Goodbye for now. <music>